0: This is
3: Football Social Daily, the Premier League podcast. Welcome to Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast. Every week we like to speak with a former Premier League personality. And today we'll bring you the second half of our chat with former Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Newcastle United and Real Madrid man, Jeremy. The Cameroon football legend won two Premier League titles in his time at Stamford Bridge and a certain legendary manager was a big reason why.
4: If we consider goal that we can avoid... You are dead. Mourinho will kill you. He will kill the guys.
3: Mourinho not afraid of the big decisions. No surprise there. And in Spanish football, it doesn't get much bigger of a decision than swapping Barcelona for the Bernabeu, like Jeremy's former teammate, Luis Figo.
4: Every moment we had things going, they were throwing stones, everything. That was something unforgettable.
3: Jeremy won a number of titles with his national side, Cameroon. A team also remembered that infamous sleeveless kit. We had a
4: lot of success with that kit because it was different. This this kit was always in the basket, but when we brought it in football, between you and me, we had a lot of appreciation from women.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My name's Niall, and we pick up our chat with the Olympic gold medal winner, Jeremy, where Football Social Daily's Joel Tudor is wondering just how controversial that Figo to Madrid move really was. Football Social Daily.
2: I want to know, because Luis Figo, he joined when you were there. I know, you know, I'm sure you know the big story around him going from Barcelona to Madrid, the pig heads three and thrown at him on the pitch. Yes. Did you as players, before he arrived and when he arrived, did you know what was going on around him and the story and what he said to you guys?
4: Yes, Figo was the best player I also the goal, uh, he won the Ballon d'Or of uh, France from, uh, from, uh, from Barcelona. And um, what's happened is that uh, there were elections in uh, candidacy of Real Madrid president president Real Madrid. So florentino he came to talk to the social social it is uh, the one who decide uh, who is going to be the president of Real Madrid. so he promised he promised to the social that if I became the president of real madrid i will bring figo and figo was the one of the he was the best player in spain at that times for the social they say, okay can you imagine we we are one of the bigger opponent of barcelona and if we take we sign their biggest player that would be amazing so the social didn't even think twice to to vote him, to elect him, to vote him as the president of Real Madrid, and then he became a president of Real Madrid, and I think he had an agreement already with Figo, but not with Barcelona. In that time, on that times, the transfer could happen. Uh, you, if you buy out the 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 clause, the, the close of uh, the players. Buy and close from the FA, you can take the player, and that is what he did. he, he signed we signed Figo, but I'm telling you, I remember the the derby, you know, Real the classical. I was I play with Figo.
2: Is this his first time going back to the camp now?
4: Yes, at the first times, that was the nightmare. I remember we landed the day before the match. In our hotels, we couldn't sleep. We didn't sleep because the fans was downstairs shouting all the night, all the night. That was the first things, the bad things. And then going to the stadium, we, I played that game with a figure because I was playing on the right-hand side. I was right back. He was right winger. So we on the that every moment we had things throwing. They were throwing stone, everything. When we go, go the ball, go out. If I'm close to Figo to go and take, I will receive some stones or so because they were trying to you know, there was something unforgettable. Unforgettable. I think until today, Figo didn't go back to to I asked him because we met each uh we met. Sometimes I ask him, he said he never go back uh, to, to Barcelona until today.
2: How was he before that game? What, was he like quite nervous because I know that he, had, he knew that he was going to get a very bad reception when he went back to Barcelona?
4: Honestly, you, he cannot... He cannot uh, express, es, he cannot say what he's feeling, but uh, we could see that he was tense, but he has to do his job and we teammate we have to help him and we we have we had we will help him and we protect him as well because he was our players so he was going to do his job and inside of him i don't know how he was feeling only him can say it but we as a teammate we decide to help him because we are the teams it's a team spirit we managed to protect him to give him confidence and i remember we had a good result i remember that game
3: <laughs> another one of the biggest players at real madrid at that time was zinedine zidane yes Zizou, an amazing player we spoke to pascal chimbonda recently yes. the former tottenham man and he played as part of a world cup squad with zidane and said that yes. he was an amazing player to watch what was he like to play alongside because he scores that amazing volley Against Leverkusen in the Champions League, what was the moment like after that as well? Yeah,
4: that was in Scotland. Yes, I was there. Well, um, in two few in few words, Zinedine Zidane was the type of the player. When I don't know if you guys uh, follow the tennis, have you seen Federer playing tennis? Graceful. <laughs> he's like uh, the way he's playing, I think this is totally right. And today, when I want to advise a young player, he said, I always said, try to do things simple. And I think this is the most difficult because when you do things simple, everybody, even you who's watching, you will say, oh, this is football. It's only it's simple like that. You think you can do that? That is the most, the most important. Do the things simple. And he was doing things simple. And even you, you will say, it, if if you never play football, you would say, ah, also I can do that. But, <laughs> but that was the difficult thing. So for you, for him, for Zidane, the way he was playing simple, he was like uh, everybody can do that. But that was the very difficult part, and that's why for me, is one of the biggest players that I've played with.
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
3: You moved on from Real Madrid and you went to Middlesbrough. You did some time at Middlesbrough in the premiership. Do you have fond memories of Middlesbrough? Because after that, you went on to Chelsea.
4: Now, I will, I'm going to tell you one of the best moment of my career... I would I say I, I used to have a lot of good moment because signing to Real Madrid, it is the dream. I want a lot of, I want many trophies, very good. But uh, I decided, because people doesn't know that, I decided to leave Madrid. Because oh, in the last year of my last year in Real Madrid, or oh, I mean, in the second half, I was not playing regularly and I was young. I went to the coach. I, I went to the, the and also the Madrid. Florentino promised me to change my contract, and I said to him, "Look, uh, if uh, you don't change my contract, I will leave," because I had a very good uh, World Cup. I went to the World Cup and then I play well. I and uh, I have. Uh, I spoke with uh, Stick Mac- McLaren. It's one person also that I will never forget. Stick Maglaren and come to me and said, "Oh, Jeremy, I would love to play. I would love to you guys. You play to my teams." I say, oh, "Okay." We spoke, and then he said, "He said he asked me about Middlesbrough. Said, Do you know Middlesbrough?" I say, "Of course. I follow some Premiership. So you know where it is?" I say, "Yes, of course. I it, I know that it's only on. In, I I know it is in the north of England, but for me, they are in Premier Premiership. But uh, they are in Premiership, but." If uh, I don't care, me for me, if you come, you promise me that I will play every week or uh, every times. For me, that's what I will, um, that's what I want. He said, You are more than welcome. Then I went to Real Madrid. I say, Okay, I have to leave because uh, I'm not playing regularly. Uh, uh they, and also that time they signed Keros. I don't know if you remember Carlos Carlos Keros from Manchester. Mm. Keros called me. And he said, no, Jeremy, I want you. I want you on my team. I said, okay, okay, Carlos. Uh, if you said you want me, then speak to Real Madrid because they, they, uh, they have to change my contract. So he called me and then uh, I said to him, listen, I would love to stay to Real Madrid, but if, in, in one case, in one, uh, only one possibility, if you, sign, if you change my contract, I, w- I wanted to, them to increase my contract uh my condition the salary my salary so he said okay i will speak with the club so since that he didn't come to me but i had a good offer from Boru, and real madrid didn't want to leave me i took my decision i say, okay i was in a holiday i say, okay if you don't want to leave me i'm not coming back i will stay here because i mean i told you i don't want to stay there and come in First, the co- my contract. You promised me that you're gonna change my contract. Second, I was not playing regularly, so I have to come again challenge. I said no. Then uh, Jorge Valdano, it was the manager of the team. He decided to. He said, "Okay, because we because we saw that you are not motivated anymore to stay to Real Madrid. What we're gonna do is to let you go on on loan. So they sent me on loan in Boro. I was telling you, this was one of the my best career, and because I took a decision that I'm not gonna play anymore in the in the back, (laughs) that was one big decision for me because I when I was in Real Madrid, we were usually I was doing the dirty job. I was gonna say that playing defender, playing whatever. You play good match, you perform well on the newspaper, on TV, they will never mention that. That's why I decide. On my career, I said, I want to play more forward to score goals because, you know, but you know, like me, that many times those who score, they are the one, they are the one that they recognize all the times. So I had a very good meeting with uh, McLaren. I said, OK, look, Mark, Steve, if you come to your team, I'm not going to play back. I want to play a big forward. He said, OK, Jeremy, I see. I saw you play. Uh, for I, I would love to play you on the wind still on the wind but a bit forward so if you remember i start to play in borrow but not right back but win uh, right with right, right winger and why it was one of my best year because i remember i scored i think more than nine, nine goals can you imagine nine goals and every week, most of the week, I was coming the best man of the match. <laughs> I It is just last time my wife break one of the champagne. Because at that time, when you became man of the match, they were giving you a bottle of uh, champagne. <laughs> champagne.
2: So Florentino Perez could have saved 60 million euros on Figo if he knew you were good at right wing.
4: Listen, <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was my career. I didn't care about that anymore. So that's why I had a very a fantastic year. When I say fantastic because player, I, I was scoring a lot of goals.
3: You have got all these champagne bottles from Man of the Match after you scored, <laughs> didn't you, in a pre-World Cup friendly against England. Steve McLaren chats to you. But during that World Cup, we all remember the Cameroon kit. The Rompers. With with no sleeves. <laughs> Now tell us about that because that had never been seen before and there's a lot of photos that are iconic with that kit.
4: Well, I, at that time we we used to have a Puma, Puma as a, a, a kit a sponsor.
2: Sponsor, yeah. Money
4: yes, factor, and yeah. we were the first team that uh, Puma, uh, we were the, how you call that? So if, if, if. Uh, how we, i would say if what you they want to bring out a new kit we are the one that will wear the first so and also we were talking with puma the guys who were designing the the, the kit and uh, we used to be three of us eto um, uh, me and puma uh, or song we were four the, when the guys who were drawing the kit, he came to us and then we showed, we change we, we, we could also give him our points. We said, we, we, decide, we decide that we want this, we want this, we want this. And uh, that was before uh, uh, in National Cup. And if you remember, you talking about that kit, we play in National Cup with that kit. It was amazing. In National Cup, we could play with it. But when we went to the World Cup, fifa <laughs> fifa decided fifa said no we can't play with that because they have their own logo that they have to stamp on the back of the the hand here so that's why we they said we they will not allow us to play with that kit, but we have to put black so for many people they didn't know that we put it we put we make the kit but we complete with the black here so that people do not realize that there's a difference. You understand? <laughs> because the one day the, the logo of the kid or the, their own logo here, but it was still the same. And we had a lot of success with that kid because it was different. Those kids was always in the basket, but when we brought it in football, and also pff, between you and me, footballer, they are strong and uh, We had a lot of appreciation from women.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That kit went down well then. Not just at the World Cup, by the sounds of it. That's why he likes it. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure whether Mourinho would have let Chelsea wear a kit with no sleeves. You ended up going there. Um, Did you know much about Jose Mourinho when you went to, to Chelsea? And what was the reaction like? Because we often hear players like Lampard and Terry say, how much Mourinho made a difference, what was he like with you?
4: No, honestly, it is one of the biggest managers that I've worked with. When I'm saying manager, he's a manager. You know, when um, you're in a big club, you don't need coach, you don't need, no, because uh, big clubs, they sign big player, you know, they sign, so, uh, playing, so for you, around you, you have you will have a lot of Good, good, very, very good player. Now, the difficult part is to have someone on top who can manage that teams, who can manage the dressing room. This is the the bigger challenge. Once you manage to do that, you will success. And Mourinho was one of that was one of his best, because when you look at a team like Chelsea, Real Madrid, you see. Big names with different egos, with different mentality. You know, you just need to concentrate to bring them together, and they will success. And this is one of the biggest points of Mourinho: bringing you, bringing the teams together. I will have, I have a lot of anecdote or how a lot of points who make the difference.
2: Tell us your best Mourinho anecdote because we love them. <laughs>
4: As I told you, we Chelsea uh, had all Chelsea, like Man City, like uh, Real Madrid, whatever. When you look at their dressing room, there's always a lot of big names. I mean, on my terms, big names, eh? big names on football. He will come, for example, he will say to the player, uh, "You play one match." I tell tell you, one example, you play one match. Did Drogba play one match on forward, center uh, forward, had a very bad performance? He would say, Okay, come, come here. He called him, he said, You come. Okay, no, I mean, uh, let me talk about me. It's not good to talk about people as someone, someone else. For me, for example, if I play one match, I didn't play well. He said, Okay, Jeremy, come. This is the first day on the train, he said, Jeremy, come. He said, Okay, look, I'm not happy because your performance. So, okay, say okay. What maybe I don't, maybe I find you you are not happy, maybe something happened. I give you two days, go and rest, take a fly, go, or whatever. Forget about football. But when you come, I don't want to see Jeremy, brother, I want to see Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) So, when someone comes to you and saying that. For sure, even you go to rest or whatever, when you come back, you want to come and fight, you know, try to get the result. Because forget about the the salary. No, when you look at Chelsea or big clubs, the salary is there. But when you see the motivation and this is how you can get the result by trying to bring out your player the best. And there's a lot of strategy, a lot of uh, way to do that. Because can you imagine when he said to me, go, I go on holiday, I'm free, or whatever, because I know that the manager, the boss gave me the time to go and play, to go, I forget or to enjoy. But when I came back from the holiday, I'm not any hundred percent, but five hundred percent. And if I play, I will play one thousand percent
3: to get the result. To do not disappoint him. You don't want to let him down because he's given you that time. Exactly. Yeah, you want to. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. When you were at Chelsea, the the defense was unbelievable. Um, some of the other defenders you had. I mean, one of the seasons you were there, you conceded only sixteen goals. Uh, what was the secret to that defense? Was it Mourinho? Was it uh, again, a team spirit. What was it, Mourinho, the leader? I told you. It was the
4: leader, Mourinho. Uh, as I told you, there's a lot of anecdotes. He said, "Sometimes he said, guys, uh, okay, you watch in, in football? People will never uh, uh, remember who play well. People will remember who win the match. So." At times we were winning or we were leading one all one nil up, but in the second half he said he, what you could see him. He said, "I don't. We cannot concede. We're going. We're not going to concede." And because he cheats us. For example, when we go to the second half, he said. But in in England, one of the when you look at the statistic of the league or every leagues in football generally, most of the goal. Are coming from the set pieces maybe you guys doesn't know that but this is a fact so he will sit he will come again in the second half and say okay guys we have we are one nil up now those who are responsible in the corner for example if you let down your player you don't mark your player or your player score you are dead Mourinho will kill you he will kill you if okay he if the guys score one brilliant goal from four, uh, four, four or thirty hard yard, beam, he will say yes. But will not, he will not allow us to concede on the set piece, on the set pieces. What we can advise, uh, avoid, he will not accept. If the, they score a goal that nobody can avoid, we say, well done, well done. He will say even well done to the player who scored, either to the club. But if we concede a goal. That we can avoid. You understand what I mean? For example, coming from the set pieces, you will kill the guys, and that is why most of the time we were a lot of we were very tough because you have to do your job. Even you are a striker. If you have if we have a, a free kick and you forget to come and mark your guys, you will see the guy running. <laughs> yes, yes. This is, I mean. This is a good. I mean, this is the good way to get a result. You understand? And he was right because at the end of the day, people will never forget that you have won that match one zero or two zero. And also, tatters. It is. This is the fact. So the, the, it doesn't matter. You play well, but at the end of the day, you don't win the championship. That is the point. And Mourinho was very good on that.
3: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: So when, when you arrived, uh, you also had Didier Drogba, a young Didier Drogba coming from Marseille. Obviously, he's very highly rated in France. He uh, destroyed... Marley's Newcastle team, I remember in the uh, FA uh, UEFA Cup, wasn't it?
0: UEFA Cup. Yeah, for I remember Marseille. that very well. He I think that was the game us.
2: that made him sign him. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I read that Didier Drogba, in his first season, he struggled a lot, and he said that he might have considered leaving Chelsea. Did Mourinho have a big hand in trying to bring out the striker in him that we saw, you know, in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, where he became incredible?
4: Yes, I think a uh, lot. Uh, Did you also recognize that Mourinho? You have to see, always say thanks to Mourinho. Uh, and I also, I was I was there. I helped him a lot because it was not easy for him. I remember I was the one that uh, I, I'm older than him. I was the one that to, to, because uh, I, I, I was there before and I, I want to always understand English uh, translation. I was doing the translate for him, I was telling him. Uh, you know, I have to show him the environment. I have to, if he went if, when he wanted to talk, I have to help him try to translate. Uh, but uh, Mourinho have a play a big role on that because moving from France to England is a totally different football. I'm telling you, me I know from <laughs> I moved from Spain to England, totally different, different uh the mentality. Yes, in England, you have to be a man, a man, a fighter. Yes, I'm telling you. In Spain, they play ticket tack, ticket tack. In France, tiki tack, tiki tack. But in England, <laughs> when if you are a, a defender, a striker, or a, a, a player who plays at front, he can tackle you. He tackle you. <laughs> yes, I say that. I say that because this is what happened to me. You are a defender, but you saw the you are the player who play at front tackle like a defender. <laughs> so to just this is how just to try to make you understand the fighting spirit that the league are different. So DJ. I remember the first training, he was all the time crying, ah, ah. we were going, to, oh, hey, this is England, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he had very, at the beginning, he had he struggled a lot. And then he became a man, we were, we were around him. I was always saying to him, listen, man, you need to be strong. Look at you, you are big like that. You are crying all the time. No, come on, and you remember at that time he was always diving, and we we we, we even find him a nickname. <laughs> I I don't want to say that, so we said,
2: "Hey, <laughs> you gotta tell it, You gotta tell us the nickname." Now. I don't know. You <laughs> <have> to, <laughs> this is you have to tell some it. of the
4: secret in, in the dressing. You don't put it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: so no, yes, and then uh, three or four, for three months later. He became the man that we were expecting because when you look at DJ, he was, he's a big guy, big fellow. But uh, at the beginning, he was a big, a small lad, big, but nothing inside. He then, uh, but this is normal because uh, you have all certain times to jail. And he managed to do that. That's why he had this uh, success.
3: You needed to give him one of those vests with the arms out and then it would have made him strong. <laughs> 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 he would have been better if he had one there. He could have trained him one of those. It would have worked <laughs> out a bit better. Um, obviously, you, you didn't just play for Middlesbrough in the northeast. You, you went to Chelsea, but then you ended up going to Newcastle as well. Marley supports Newcastle. Um, it wasn't the best time at Newcastle yeah. at that period. It was tough. So what do you remember of that? I have very good memory,
4: m- good memory about the fans. This is one of the teams um, and I still follow them. When, when I look the their fans, for me, I wish I wish them to uh, reach t- to play Champions League because this is a team who deserve. When the day of the match you will see if you go out, if you, you walk out, do the city will be white and black. It, since in the morning, they are already in the white, you know, the fans <laughs> are already everywhere. <laughs> yep. This is, no, this is true. They love the clubs. And again, this is, I, I told, I, I said, one of the best, best fans, to be honest, because they love their teams. I had a regret because we could not make them, uh, you know, give them the the, the the success that they was expecting. But they, they were still there. I'm happy when I look now how they are doing. I'm very happy because I think they, will, they deserve to be, at, this is what fans expected, just the result, good result. And I hope and I cross finger that they will make it for just for Champions because in Champions League, they will have opportunity to have some big matches. So... Let's wait and see how it's going to finish.
0: When when you arrived, you know, Nile mentioned there was a there was quite a few managers. There was a lot of changes. Uh, the own, the ownership yes. was all over the place at that time. It, you know, it, what was it like inside the club? As a, you know, because you came in and you were captain straight away, weren't you? Sam Allardyce made you captain, and yeah. there was I think Oberfemi Martins was there, and Mark Viduka, and, and Michael Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a tumultuous time.
4: Yeah, you know, uh, with uh, back when I look back now, to get a success in every teams or in one club, you need to build. You need to have a vision. You understand? Yeah, for me, if now I became a manager. It would be. I think I would make it. I could I could make it easily because of what I've seen with my experience, and uh, what's happened with Newcastle. They were bringing player everywhere from anywhere, even. Everything everywhere they didn't have a group of the lads because at the beginning, you need to have a group of players, and then spend them from players you understand but Newcastle was was buying from one direction to another direction this that's what I think that was the biggest problem and you need times to have a very strong teams you know you need times to gel the group of the lads and after are also you need. As I told you, a big a good manager on that on top of that to put them together. he could take one year, two years, three years, two three, three, four years, all depends. but build from there and then don't don't expect the results straight away uh, as I said, have a vision. you say, okay set set up a times. Said in three two years or four years i want to play champions league then you start from there bringing people in every not a lot of play players no you have a group for example now i think they are in a good way now when you look at them they are building something special newcastle with the now with the money that they they have i think in two three years they will compete they will compete so i i think they are under they are they have understand that i just uh, wish them all the best if they can do that if maybe they will listen to what i'm saying but uh, they need to have a very good vision but uh, starting from now to set okay to set up a timeline that in four years times i will play this, the 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 the, the chapter league i will win the the, the premiership this is the vision, this is the ambition, the project that they 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 have to put in place. And I think they what that's what they are doing now.
0: I think when was it your second season when uh we were we were relegated, those final months of the season where I think Keegan left and Alan Shearer came in? What was what was it like going from I think there was four, three or four managers that season, and then Shearer came in for the final eight games. Was that? Yes. What was it that like? Is
4: showing, that's is showing that uh, things are not working properly, and there's you can't. When there's a mixed management, the consequences, it is the result. Uh, that's why again I will say it. A big team like Newcastle, I think they have learned a lot. Um, uh, hopefully, now they are quiet because when you see a team changing lots of managers, it's, it's that they don't have a project. or they are There's a lot of wrong things going on. They have to concentrate. They have to accept the decision that they are there and leaving times giving the times to the response to do those that they have given the responsibility i don't want to talk about the past but i think usually the past you need to learn from there and there's not points to blame that moment i think you need just to learn that's why I'm, I'm, i insist i emphasize that we learn from that mistake and i think they have learned they have new now, new people coming. Let's see what, is going to, what they're going to show us now for the future.
3: Football Social Daily. That's it for today's episode of Football Social Daily. Brilliant to hear from Jeremy there. Don't forget you can hear the first half of our chat with Jeremy by scrolling back in the timeline. And you can also find some of our conversations with other Premier League stars such as Wes Brown, Pascal Chimbonda and Brian McClare just by scrolling back in the timeline or searching for them wherever you get your podcasts. But from us today, that's it. And we'll catch you next time on Football Social Daily. Football Social Daily is a Voice work Sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.